Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I am super excited to welcome back to the show Bridget Dangle Gaspard. She is the author of the book, The Final Eighth. She's also the founder of the New York Voice Dialogue Institute. She's a performer, former performer. And uh, you can find more about her at finaleighth.com. That's final eight, the number eight, th.com. Go there. Definitely grab a copy of her book. She's doing such fascinating work. And if you missed our conversation on the last episode, go back and listen to that. We'll still be here when you get back. But it was just so much fun. And we talked about some really cool things that just happened to come up. And I just, I had a blast with it. So Bridget, welcome back to the show. Hi, lovely to be here again, Mario. It's great to have you back. I love the this organic conversations that we're having around the work that you're doing because I just think it's so fascinating. It's something that I really connect with because I, you know, been down that path. I think we all have, right? We've all been to the place where we're so close to something and then we change our mind or we're so close to something and then we just don't follow through and we just don't know why. And I think that it's such a mystery and it's something that is really worth investigating and thinking more about. That's why I wrote the book, because that was me. So these were a lot of skills that I got just trying to figure that out. And also, I think it, it goes through different parts of people's lives. Like it happens when we're in school. Uh, it happens later when we're young adults. And it can be anything. And that's what the book deals with. It could be your romantic life. It could be your financial life. We And you, it could be that you have got one arena so fabulously under control, like it's you're rocking it. But then this other arena is you're stalled, you're stuck, it's not really working out. So I love that the skills in the book really can be applied to wherever you're struggling with. Like you're so close, you can see the finish line and you're just not crossing it and you don't know why and you're really feeling awful. So let's talk a little bit about our different selves because you talk about voice dialogue, which is the technique that, you're part, that you teach and you're part of. And I had a, a client of mine who, a, a, actually a really good colleague, a friend, who I hosted, co-hosted a podcast with a while back, and it was called the Peaceful Ease Podcast. And she was just a Ela Crane. She's a super, super kind, sweet person, really into peace, meditation, all of those things. And we talked about she did a thing where she went away uh, to Europe for like a year and just explored herself, really, really focused on that. And she had this technique, and we talked about it on the podcast, so I bring it up, where she kept a journal and actually identified and named all of the different aspects of her personality. So she had one that was like a lumberjack, which I didn't even, there's nothing like her personality, but it was there. One that was like a princess, one that was like a child, one that was like an, an 
old or an older person. There was just all these different aspects that she named, came to know. And then she explained even on the podcast this point of living her daily life and being like, well, which which person is coming out right now? Which personality is taking control of this situation? And being able to do that allowed her to deal with things differently and really assess what parts of her were there and how to integrate them wholly into one thing. Not try to eliminate any of them, but try to integrate them and let them own, do their own thing powerfully together. So that was super interesting for me. And I, when you talk about identifying different parts of yourselves, that's what I thought of. So I wanted to bring that up and hear how you explain it. I'm so glad you did. I explained it just like you said. I mean, that's exactly right. That is the technique. And I'm, I'll look her up because it's so... Wonderful that she either stumbled upon it or figured it out herself because that's one of the exercises I have in my book that if you don't have time to like write it all out, spend a day and you could do it for a weekend day separately from a weekday like your work a day life and just note what selves come up, including the selves you feel but don't express, like the part of you that wants to tell someone off but doesn't, that part still is with you. And she's so wise. And yes, no matter what you might look like, I suddenly, my inner lumberjack went, heck yeah, I understand that. Then you get to use the energies of that self. So, you know, we our trees don't need cutting down right now, but the lumberjack, I'm sure there's things you can do with that axe and that strength and that solidness. And so we talk a lot about the energies that come with whatever, say, your inner lumberjack is. Strength, maybe I, I think of someone standing tall and holding ground, but being flexible and open. And so that's terrific. And you need your lumberjack traveling alone, I would imagine, in Europe or anywhere because you sometimes have to stand up for yourself and then you need your princess when you're at the spa for example <laughs> I, and so like as you talk about these things and we discuss them ha we all have multiple personalities right? yes we all have different you know personalities within us that show up at different times and act differently in different places it's a matter of i think from what all the people i've talked to all the conversations i've had about growth spirituality self-development all of those different things it's about taking all of those different personalities and allowing them to cohesively shine themselves. What I think a lot of people get in trouble with is when they bury certain ones because they think that they're not going to be accepted or they're embarrassing or they're, you know, but that personality doesn't have to come out all by itself singularly, right? It's just you take what you said, pieces of it or aspects or energies from it. And because all of your different personalities come together to cohesively be you but they all have their place. And they all serve the noble purpose of protection, regardless of what their form is. And exactly right. So the other thing is, you we squelch certain selves because that's what we learned to do growing up. And we call those hidden selves. So like if, I, you know, in my household, for example, I'm a, a girl, I was taught to be responsible, be a good girl, which equaled being nice. And so my anger was suppressed, which I talk about in the book. But that doesn't mean it's gone. And so two things happen. Then it erupts, and it, it's partly embarrassing because it's out of control when it comes out. So then I become super scared of my anger when really the problem is I don't have a direct relationship with it. So the only way it gets my attention is like when I blow up out of the blue and then I have shame and guilt, and as do many of my clients. So you're exactly right. With a voice dialogue, 
dialogue you can in the safety of your own home too you don't have to do this outside you can go to your angry self and you listen to what that part is angry about and guess what I've never met an angry part that did not have some very valid points and often the part of you that's angry is angry at you how did you betray yourself you were the one that didn't speak up when you might have and so that's a big journey like yes there's anger about things that happened outside of you and that's also legitimate but often the anger is a lot about ruined chances or times that they felt like they picked the cowardly way out and so that angry self especially in terms of the final eighth goal has a lot of power for you like I don't want to walk away this time I want to cross that finish line and you can't do it without those selves. That's the other thing. You're at the end of your skills at the seven eighths. You need to access new parts of yourself. If you're going to go to the final eighth, the reason you're at the seven eighths is because you you got to figure out other parts of yourself that you have to bring along. When you get to that point, when you're getting near, when you're on the final eighth, do you think there are there? Well, not do you think you probably you know because you work with people in this. Are there some people? who are just, and this is what you hear a lot, especially out in the world, that are just self-sabotagers and they just do it because that's what they're used to? Or is there usually a really good reason they just haven't taken the time to uncover it and figure it out so they label it as sabotage when it's really not? It's just there's a reason they just don't understand or don't yet know. I would say labeling it. So a lot of our cell, like the different cells that we have, we've labeled really ugly names like lazy self, uh, stupid self. And so maybe those are the right names, but often a lazy self actually is like, you know, that's not my real name. My real name is I'm relaxed because we get a lot of pressure in certain societies to keep it going, type A behavior, move it, move it, move it, goal oriented all the time. And I know you know, Mario, that's not the way to live. That's not a lifestyle. But so, so that self, my lazy self just takes over and it's like self-sabotage, right? A client might say. Now I'm like, well, let's talk to that lazy self. And then it's not self-sabotage. Maybe that lazy self, you know, badly named is saying she doesn't rest now. You think I'm going to let her get more successful where she's going to have even less control of her time and she's going to even have more difficulty saying no? Ah, so then the work might shift to actually different assertive selves. Like, how do you say no better? If you're going to move into a larger arena and be more exposed, you've got to have more protections. And so then I would say that lazy self, which was negatively labeled, completely led the way. And it is not self-sabotage. It was labeled self-sabotage. I agree with you. That's super interesting because there's a lot of people that have that idea that they just self-sabotage or they just, you know, don't focus. They get to a certain point and then they're on like the shiny object syndrome type thing. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you deal with that a lot or it's like you're just starting to make some headway and get somewhere and then you're like, oh, squirrel, and you go that way. <laughs> but maybe it's not always the shiny object. Maybe it's, you know, maybe there is part of yourself that has a really good reason for wanting to steer you. And then, you know, I believe life's a journey, right? I believe we're always, we're never going to get to the destination. Everyone wants to, but you never really get there. You're always either growing or you're dying. There's no standing still. There's no in between. And so because it's a, it's such a journey, it's not always linear. You're not always going to like go, I'm going to go be this, or I'm going to go do that. And you do that and you do that forever. Most people don't do that. You go from one thing to the next, to the next, and you discover things along the way. And then you take what you discovered and apply it as you grow. And so I think that we 
a lot of times should just cut ourselves some slack and realize we're still on the journey and we're still trying to figure out the best path to get to ultimately where it is we're supposed to get, which I don't think happens in this lifetime. Exactly. And, and, and so, for example, if someone's like, well, I don't know, I just self-sabotage, I would go to that self. Okay, tell me what's going on. And then we go to, the, uh, to a different part of the room when we do the voice dialogue and you come back to center. So you really get a sense that it's not all of you. Whatever self it is, it's never all of you. And so then I'll ask a question. Well, so what's wrong? Like, if, if you always self-sabotage, why don't you just be happy about it? And so it's like you take away the tug of war and it's like, okay, so enjoy it. Enjoy the squirrel. Enjoy the shiny object. So, but, and then either the client kind of lets go or they start to self-accept and they realized, yeah, the truth is I don't really want it. I enjoy having just enough responsibility that I'm free to chase the squirrel when I want to. And I don't really want to give up that kind of way of living. Then it's about accepting, which we talked about before, like then... Then the problem is you're judgment, judging yourself, you're hurting yourself by making yourself feel guilty or bad or wrong. That's the problem. Not that you like squirrels and you feel like chasing them every now and then. If that's what you like, right? That could be your essence. I'm a squirrel chaser. Great. <laughs> that There's worse things in life. I think we discovered a new self, the squirrel chaser. <laughs> I like that. But um, so to, really quickly, we have a couple minutes left. Tell us your story, just in a nutshell, of how, what what like what was life like when you were all constantly getting to that final eighth, and then how is life different now that you've done the work and you can kind of cross the finish line when you decide to. In a nutshell, I'm I'm thinking nuts and squirrels now. Sorry, Mario. <laughs> we have a constant theme here. It's okay. Um. Well, so I struggled with the final eighth. I'm a former performer and uh, did a lot of great things. But speaking of divine intervention, which we talked about last time, I was looking for creativity tools and reading about uh, self-healing when I stumbled upon voice dialogue. And I chased it down. I just knew it was right. And in those days, it was the 1-800 number. What's the 1-800 number for voice dialogue? And then I started to use it as a creativity tool because you get into all kinds of parts of yourself and that's great for comedy which I did and that kind of thing and writing which I've always done and so uh, the healing power of voice dialogue even as you talked about your friend she just got bigger and more integrated blew me away enough that I went and got a degree in social work so I could be a psychotherapist and use my creativity along with my clinical knowledge and so I kept working on writing this book. So that was a part of me. I just couldn't finish it. I worked on it for years. And so, and then when I was working with my clients, who I knew were dedicated, hardworking people, I saw that they struggled with the same thing. That, and I, I was uh, like not sure what was going on and they weren't. And it didn't matter what career. You could say, oh, well, creatives, you know, they're sensitive or something. No, it happened to lawyer clients. It happened to bankers and it happened to people that were in the creative fields. And so I just kept going to it and I just kept processing my emotions with my different parts. I started to really understand their gifts and that I needed to own their gifts, not go outside for inner permission or validation for my varying parts. And now that I've finished the book, I, it's extraordinary. And one of the things that I have experienced is that it's a quiet happiness. You know, you expect some people expect the confetti and the, the fireworks. For me, it's like 
just this low-level bliss. And so that's a surprise. But there's something really transformative about finishing something that was cherished. And I, I cherished this idea in this book and this feeling that I could help other people because I saw that I could do it singularly. And now that I have a book, people can do it themselves. I've got the whole how-to in there. And, and I can spread this out. And it's like amazing. Well, it sounds to me like you're at peace. And you're really loving what you're doing and you're making an impact. So thank you for, for coming on the show, for sharing everything, for the book. I want to remind people final8th.com is where they can find you. And uh, let, I've just I've loved the last conversation and this one. So let's definitely do this again soon. You have my number, Mario. <laughs> hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.